Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. I'm your host, Tiffany, from Juggling the Jenkins. And I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember that we are not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take or leave because it might be crap. (laughs) So welcome to Take It or Leave It. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we talk about the things people say or shouldn't say to moms. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes like last week's when we discussed our own postpartum and anxiety stories or next week's when we welcome Christina Kuzmik to the show. I know, right? You d- I didn't even know. I told you I'd get us some celebs. Oh A-lister. I love her. Me too, me too. I'm going to have to wear my nice shirt next week. <laughs> we are here because we've all struggled as moms. Anyone who says they haven't is a lie bagger. So let's start the show with a mom fail moment. All right. So is it Kuzmic or Cosmic, real quick? Kuzmic, I believe. Okay, good. I have met her in person. Me too. At the same time as you. I was there. Quit no, trying no. to steal it. Separate time. Oh, wow. So you've met her more than once. Three. Whatever. To four. That's fine. It's fine. Okay. So I actually have today's mom fail moment and mine is actually not even 24 hours old. So we were in the dreaded carpool lane yesterday. And so I picked up my son from uh, school and we have to go into the second parent pickup line for the day, which is the middle school line. And we're sitting in the line and he's in the back seat and he says, I got to pee. No, actually, he said, I got to poop. And I said, look. (laughs) That's absolutely not taking place because we are stuck in the parent pickup line. And he said, all right, well, I'll settle if you just let me pee. And I'm like, all right, cool. Also, you can't pee because there are literally cars. Just this entire thing is full, right? We are just sitting at a dead stop. We're all parked. So he says, mom, I really got to go though. When we pull up to the front and you let him in, can you let me out to pee? And I go, there's still no place for you to pee. The school's closed at this point, honey. I said, you can't go into the school to pee. So he's like, all right, I'll, I'll do my best. I'll hold it. So he, so he holds it. He then from the back seat as we're driving, tr- trying to drive home says, mom, I can't hold it. I need you to give me a bottle. And I said, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? And he goes, a bottle, a plastic bottle. Just give me a bottle. Dad lets me pee in bottles all the time in the car. Nice, and I'm like, dad. Oh my gosh. I said, that's grotesque and disgusting. We do not pee in bottles. It's not a thing that we do. And he's like, I really got to go mom. I said, okay, listen, we are stopping at a gas station, like in two minutes. I said, I need you to make it two more minutes. Mind you, the gas station is literally three minutes from my home, but he was screaming. So I was like, all right, you really got to go. I'm going to pull over. So the kid, we stop. I'm trying to let another child, by the way, whom I do not own, who I am just doing parent pickup as a favor for another friend. (laughs) I have another kid trying to exit my vehicle with their parent now watching because they have pulled up next to me, my son rips his seatbelt off, climbs up to the front of the van, opens my door, and starts urinating all <laughs> over the inside of my minivan door. No. He's peeing on the floor. He's peeing on the door. This kid behind me is looking, and I'm just screaming, don't look, don't look, avert your gaze. Get to your car, please. Don't look at me. And then I see the other parent. Now, mind you, luckily, these were all other boys. So the dad is laughing. The other kid is laughing. I'm sitting here just screaming, you're pissing all over my car. You're pissing on my car. There's piss all over my car. And I'm just beside myself, and he's like, I just I couldn't hold it anymore. I tried my very best, and I was oh like, "Oh my gosh. god!" So then I, of course, I have to get out. Luckily, I am a mom, so I have a stash of 
wipes in my car yes. at all times. So I'm literally wiping the urine soaked upholstery down oh and I'm just looking at him and he's just looking at me and he's like, I told you, I told you I had to go. I told you, I told you. And I was like, yes, yes, I see that you told me. And so then we went about our, our day, but apparently I thought I should have given him the bottle. I should have, I thought that he was really, I mean, he's going to be eight, but I should have known better because he does have some issues with holding it. Right. So I should have, but I was just, I was in that zone of just driving and I'm like, we have 9 million things to do. I need to just go. And so really jokes on me. Right. He pissed all over my door. You need to invest in like those police cruiser plastic back seats. Like then it's, you just hose it out. It's right. Just go. It's a free for all. Yeah. Go on. I'm never stopping at a gas station again. <laughs> You're just going to sit in the back of a cop car. <laughs> yeah. I bribed my kids with ice cream yesterday. I was like, Caden, if you can just hold it till we get home, I'll get you a brownie and ice cream and sprinkles. And he got nice. so excited and I, but I never did it. <gasps> Wait. You promised him the brownie, ice cream, and sprinkles. Yeah, he, he held didn't it. bring it up. So why would I? So wait, him? that's on him. Yeah, right. If you were excited about it, you know what I mean. You would have brought it up and be like, "Hey, where's that? Where's that promise? Where's that but promise that so. you stole from me, mother? Along with my dreams." Gosh, that's so funny. See, nobody's perfect. So um, rest assured, if you are <laughs> struggling today with trying to get it together, uh, you're not the only one. No, you could potentially have piss all over the inside of your minivan door. So your friend, your son's friend's dad was cool with it. He was laughing uncontrollably. I'm assuming that he wasn't offended or he would have given me the gasping face. Right. Um, and he's also letting me pick his kid up again today. Okay, so I guess good. we're cool. But I was so, I was mortified. I was totally mortified because I've never as a female, I can I can strongly tell you that i've never just jumped out of a car wait wait a minute i have i have plenty of time never mind i retract i literally just did it on the side of the interstate did you yeah a couple months back I really had to go back in my party I, days. I'm a terrible mom. I literally just realized why we had a hypocrite. To... Yeah, I'm a hypocrite. Never mind. Oh I've peed on the side of the road. All right, never mind. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Pee all over the car, honey. Just pee wherever you want, people. It's, it's this is your world. We're just living in it. <laughs> all right. So today's trending parenting news is brought to you by Knock Knock. Who's there? Pumpkin. Pumpkin who? Knock Knock. Who's there? Pumpkin. Pumpkin who? Knock Knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange, you glad I didn't say pumpkin. This is terrible. Your joke writer is fired. <laughs> fired. 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 So uh, here's the thing. Do you think we get too offended as parents these days? Because it seems like all over the internet, all over all over the, the globe, people are increasingly getting offended over lots and lots of things. Yes. And as parents, there is plenty to be offended about because it, all the way from pregnancy through having empty nesters, right? It seems like every, somebody can say something that just rubs you the wrong way. But are we getting too offended? Just as like society. Is, yeah. Yes. Yes, we are. Okay. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So what I thought we'd do is we'd play a little game to start here where we talk about pregnancy and a woman being pregnant and the things you can or cannot say to a pregnant woman mm. and we'll turn it into a little bit of a game okay Ooh. so i read this article from Babel where they listed 28 things that touch a nerve when said to pregnant women okay and so i'll read 
I'll read them. We'll okay. go line by line. And then you tell me, would you be offended? Would you not be offended? Yada, yada, yada. And why? Okay. You know, like if if it's just a flat out no, it's no big deal. All right, cool. But if this is going to offend you, right. I want specifics. Okay. Okay. All right. So was it planned? No, not offended. Because <laughs> I got pregnant in a halfway house and everybody asked me that. So but they asked where it was? No. When oh. I got pregnant after dating a guy for two months who I hardly knew, they said, so was this on purpose? And it's like, no, clearly, Janet, it wasn't. I'm. This is taking a turn. This is probably too much for daytime ah, podcast. I love it. All right. So no, but no, was it planned? Okay. So that's. The, I'm not So offended. we're saying not, not, not offended. Some people apparently are very offended by that. Well, I understand. So. That's a weird thing to ask. I think some of these are weird. Did you take fertility drugs? So weird. Uh, that is a little like. Odd. Why would you even ask that? Unless they were your friend, who no, never. I don't really see an instance which this is okay. Well, and I also think right. Unless there's a precursor to that conversation, why would you ask that? Yeah. And I think the only thing I can think of is that they are currently themselves thinking about fertility treatment, and so they want to find other people who are doing it. Oh. So I can I can kind of go okay. down that path. Right. But then maybe you should definitely know. Like have an idea or an inkling before you ask somebody, you taking a bunch of Clomid? Yeah. Like, that's just a weird, it's kind of a weird question. Yeah. So I agree with you. You look ready to pop. Not offensive. No. I'm not offended by that. I gained 50 pounds with every pregnancy. Wow. So not only did I look like I was ready to pop, I looked like the broad side of a barn. What? <laughs> what? I looked like a barn. I've never heard that before. I did. Not a joke. Oh my gosh. What a visual. It was a, I was a big, I was very big with my, and it wasn't just my belly. I was, I looked like the sta- marshmallow state puff. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Can I touch your belly? It depends. Channing Tatum, sure. Random old lady on the street. Probably. I don't care. Anybody can touch me. I need all the touching I can get, really. Okay. Sorry. All right. So you're that's not an offensive thing to say nah. to someone. You're cool Some people with it? do get offended. Or I, I think don't want you to touch me ever. Not asking that's offensive. When you just touch my belly, that's uh, offensive. But if you give me the heads up and I have time to prepare. Okay. You gotta mentally get ready for that. Yeah. To be touched by a stranger. Right. Um, yeah. Have you picked a name yet? I don't think that's offensive at all. Do you? I do, and I'll tell you why. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. People name steal. What? And this happened. This happened to us. What? So we had a family member who was pregnant at the same time that I was, and they said, "We we are looking for a name. What are you going to name it if it's a boy or a girl?" And we said the girl name and the boy name. And they then took our girl name and named their baby that. So I had a boy, but do, then when I went to have a girl, I couldn't name her what we had picked. Do they listen to this podcast? I'm sure I'll get a text. So awkward. Is but it a yeah. known fact that she stole it? Like, have you talked to her about I it? I don't think it was her. I think it was the ex-husband who stole it. And I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. And it's totally cool now because it's like, it's NBD. But at the time I was ticked because... Look at you with your code, you hip son of a gun. <sighs> that means no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but I, t- they totally ganked my name. That's, uh, that's... And it's okay though now because I have my Sophia and my Sophia could be nothing other than a Sophia. What, right? what was it? 
Cecilia. Oh, crap. You just put them on blast. I, did. I didn't. I'm sorry. You could have just said, I'm sorry. This N-B-D. is awkward. BD. <laughs> it's totally cool. And if, and you know what? And she knows we're cool. So if she were to call and say something, it's totally fine. But, okay. but it did. People steal names. Wow. It's a legit thing that people do. So, it, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying. I'm I just was saying. I'm not aware. Yeah. Uh, how about you shouldn't be eating or drinking that? Ew, I hate that so much. It's like, why can't I have seven Bud Lights? Like, what's the ah! big deal? It's good for the baby. Mind <laughs> your business. Well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't drink. Yikes. No. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, yeah. but really, I unsolicited advice gets on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, most yeah. of the time. So when somebody's like, oh, sugar's not good for the baby, the baby will be doing jumping jacks. And it makes me want to be like, you'll be doing jumping jacks out the front door of my house if you tell me what to do one more time. Yeah. The other thing that somebody stopped me, I was I was eating lunch meat. Like a oh, sub. yeah, cold cuts. And they were like, you can't have that. You're going to get listeria and kill your baby. And I was like, there's a special place in hell for you. Yeah. Back up. Like, don't say that to somebody. You know right. what I mean? And it's like, and then I did realize, like, you shouldn't eat cold cuts. Yeah. And I didn't know. Right. And then I stopped. I think there's a way to say it, though. Yeah. Like me, I'm good at beating around the bush. Like, oh, my gosh, did you hear that news report about cold cuts? Apparently moms are breaking out with listeria. That's crazy, right? It's crazy. And then that leaves you the opportunity to consider your own choices. Right. You don't have to basically be like you're, you're a crappy mom to be. Right. Right. And that's hard enough because you're already panicked about every single thing. Exactly. I was the most panicked pregnant person on the planet. Hello. <sighs> oh, terrible. All right. How about these, which people do all the time? I never had morning sickness or I was sick the whole nine months. Like everybody wants to tell you what they had, right? Because I think we're we're sharers. Yes. But then do you think you are then thinking about your own? Like, if you're not sick, like, is that an indicator of something? Or if you're too sick, is that an indicator? Do you do that in your head? No. I did. No. I'm grateful when I wasn't sick, really, with mm-hmm. my kids. And so, but with the thing that every time I somebody would bring up my pregnancy, they would tell me their story mm-hmm. of, about everything. Right. And so then it wasn't about me anymore. It was about them. And I honestly didn't care. Right. But I had to pretend like I cared because right. I didn't want to be rude. Right. But yeah, it's about me right now. Right. Th- these nine Look months. Look at this belly. Mm-hmm. Why are we even talking about you? Your kid's 18. Let's just give me some attention for this nine months. Right. Exactly. I feel you. Jeez. By the way, I was sick the whole time. Were you? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh. I did. I had terrible morning sickness, but it stopped like at 12 weeks. But yeah, no, I was a puker. All right. Oh, oh, oh I is... have one. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, when, go. When I was pregnant. Because of the situation surrounding my pregnancy, because of what happened or whatever, was, um, instead of people being excited, they would say, what are you going to do? Mm. And it's like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? Are you asking if I'm going to give it away? End this? Have it? Like what? You know what I mean? That's a personal decision. And I feel like that's a rude question to ask somebody. And so that's a good jumping point for this next one. So after at the end of this article of things you shouldn't say to pregnant women, it was people commented in about things that had been said to them. Mm-hmm. And these were great. So one one reader said she was asked, are you still with the father? That's a question. <gasps> what? Like, how are you? Why? Why? One woman, one woman wrote, somebody walked past me and just said, moo. <gasps> yeah, right. That's what she said. 
Oh, I would have kicked their ankle out. Oh, my gosh. Then this one lady says, when I told my boss I was pregnant with my first child, the first thing he said was, are you going to keep it? Yeah. What is that? Are you going to keep it? No, I thought I'd, I thought I'd, uh, I thought I'd sell this one on eBay. Yeah. What? What are you thinking about? Um, this was great. Although I had been with my husband for nine years, my mother-in-law had the nerve to ask me if the baby was his. Oh. So is it his? Susan. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Could you imagine these conversations? She would it would have to be a joke in order for it to be acceptable. I don't know that it is. Oh, here's the here's a here's the last one. We were having our weekly ultrasound and my doctor didn't say anything about the baby's heart or lungs. Instead, he said, "And there's his balls." <laughs> I would like it. I thought too. I was reading this and I'm like, that's my kind of doctor. That's a cool doctor. Look at him. He sees the balls. (laughs) So we've got a baby boy with the balls. All right. So Ken, I think we should take a caller. Okay. And I think they should tell us the most awful or offensive thing someone said to them while they were pregnant. Yes. Because personally, I, you know what got me that I hated? What? And I'll, I'll just, I don't know why, but I was an eater. Okay. I was Uh hungry all the time. And I ate a lot of junk. Same. My favorite thing was to dunk Cheetos in chocolate milk. I did it. I did it frequently. I did it. I did it unapologetically. Okay. I don't do it. And then I would eat like six or eight waffles, Eggos. Mm. Then I would hammer a meal. Take a nap, hammer another meal. I don't know why I was 50 pounds uh, baby weight. Listen. <laughs> but here, you know what got me? One time we were eating and somebody looked at me and they said, wow, you eat with such gusto. Oh. <laughs> Are you serious? And I was like, ah, ah. I was so offended because all I, I really enjoyed eating, right? Like. Oh I'm not a big eater. Just like as a rule of thumb, me, me, I could give or take food. Mm. I'm just not a big eater. Right. Right. Same. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was, every time I was pregnant though, I just always wanted to eat. Wow. And so I was chronic. I was so offended. I cried, cried and cried. I cried. Well, you're emotional anyway, right? You got a bajillion hormones racing through you, but I was, I just cried. I broke down and then I ate. (laughs) <laughs> Did you know the person who said it? Yeah. Okay. So, so I just let it go because I don't, I didn't, I didn't, it, I don't think it was meant to be hurtful, right? but I took it so personally, right. but I didn't, I wasn't going to dare go and like, be like, you're an awful human being. Cause they right. weren't, I was just a, an emotional eater. I get it. <laughs> I, do you know what I, my food of choice was when what? I was pregnant? Ice. You were an Literally. ice chewer? Yeah. That's I think a common one. I looked it up. Yeah. It's pretty common for some reason. Yeah. I think it's the texture. Yeah. The The crunch. (sighs) Yeah. I think there is something to be said for that. I'm very, I've never heard of Cheetos and chocolate milk. I'm intrigued. Did you drink the milk? No. It was just dunking. That's preposterous. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't eat anything gross when you were pregnant? Yeah. I mean, I eat gross stuff all the time in general in life, but I don't know what that, like that combination I can't understand. Like back in the day when I used to puff the magic dragon, mm-hmm. 
I poured caramel sauce on a piece of bread thinking it would be a delicious like dessert. Yeah. It was horrific. <laughs> it was sticky and disgusting. Like that was the most extreme that I think I've gone. Like two things that don't go together. I can't. What? So what started it? You just looked at the two and you're like. I just, I wanted Cheetos all the time and I got so excited. And then I also knew I had a love for chocolate milk that matched none other. And I thought, what could be better than Cheetos and chocolate milk? <laughs> and Anything. I'll tell you, it was the best. It's like French fudge fries and shakes. Too. I would eat fudge pops Ooh, too. Maybe if somebody, I want to hear, never mind. Cause that'll open up a whole can. Oh yeah. Oh, we got a can. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so we do have a caller now. I don't even believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. No, we do. Look. Oh. Welcome them. Hello, Brenna from Georgia. So what offended or would offend you during pregnancy? What is something that somebody said or could say that would tick you off? Um, so my son, we had a birthday party for my son last, or, yeah, on September 1st. And I'm pregnant now. I'm due in January. So I'm six Congrats. months pregnant right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And my husband's grandmother was at the birthday party and she came up to me and she said, well, you're getting pretty big with this one, don't you think? Whoa. Oh, did she have a measuring tape? (laughs) She's one of those that doesn't have a filter, but um, it just kind of offended me a little bit because I've lost 32 pounds during this pregnancy. I haven't gained anything. Oh, so you're thinking like, man, I'm fit. I'm doing this right. And then she comes up like, Hey, you're looking like a beached whale. You look like you eat Cheetos and chocolate milk. (laughs) Mm. Exactly, exactly. And I was just like, okay, thanks, I guess. Uh, I know. How do you? And and it's a grandma, so you can't. Yeah, that's the exactly. That's the worst. You really can't say much. And this is my second, my second child. So I'm, I'm, I feel like I got pretty big with my first, Mm -hmm. but. This one, it's just my stomach. And like, I mean, her eyes are probably going out. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, you. She's you old. look great. Yeah, you have to give her a pass because, <laughs> you know, she's old. Well, yeah. I do think sometimes when family is are the ones who are being offensive toward us, you have to be careful with your response simply because, like mine, I didn't know if it was just that it was offensive to me or if it was offensive in general. And I think it was just offensive to me. And so I didn't want to say anything, but you know what I mean? You know, grandma best, like I'd say, let that go. But, uh, you definitely had the right to have your feelings hurt. Like it, it would have hurt mine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I just brushed it off and I was like, okay, you know, whatever nbd grandma nbd that's my that's my word of the day (laughs) and it seems to be a grandparent thing because i know after my son was born congratulations on having your son if that's what you wanted (gasps) oh and i was just kind of like um okay yeah that's that's what we wanted i mean we planned for it but thanks for your congratulations I, i guess i wanted a chicken not a baby, <laughs> but we got a baby. <laughs> well, thank you so much for calling. I'm so glad you got through and congratulations on your upcoming BBs. All right. So I think we should move on to parenting crap. I love parenting crap. So do I. All right. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about 
another kosher, not kosher thing, which is discussing uh, a p- parents with special needs children. I'm we're going to so talk about I'm so glad that. we're talking about this because I don't, I have so many questions and I don't know what's right, what's wrong. So I'm, I'm stoked that we're bringing this up. So here's some, just one little stat that we'll get into as we, as we broach these. But did you know that one in 70 kids is being diagnosed with autism? I did not. One in 70 is being diagnosed on the spectrum of aut of the autism spectrum. It's pretty common. It, it, yeah. So there are, so, so it's a very, very wide, very, you know, spectrum is, is it's massive. So it can be many different things. That's what I heard is that if you know what they say, if you know one child with autism, you know, one child with autism because every single child is different. Right. So, so the spectrum and where they fall on the spectrum is very, very different. But, um, I know I, I personally get a lot of questions because we have a son who is on the spectrum. So first, first things first, I figured we'd start here. I do not associate with the the words special needs. Okay. Personally, I don't. I don't believe that because I have three children who are all special. Mm. My son has different needs. Oh, okay. So we call we I I like to be called a different needs parent and he is he is just he has different needs. So that's that's what we do. So and I'm not offended when people say special needs by any stretch. Right. It's just not the way I'm going to own this. I like it. So that's my thing. I, uh, I, I read an article from the Reader's Digest that talked about things you shouldn't say to special, quote unquote, special needs or different needs parents. Good. And, um, I figured you could, first of all, if you have any questions, let's go ahead and you can ask the questions. Then if you want to go through these, I'll tell you my response to them. Well, I think that my questions are probably going to be covered here. Like I, as somebody who doesn't have a special needs different needs Mm -hmm. child. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about what it entails. So I would like to know what's okay and what's not okay. So for example, if I see, um, you know, a a parent of an autistic child who is in the process of having a, um, what do you call it? Meltdown down. Mm -hmm. Like what would I do in that situation? Would I, pretend like I don't see it. Would you rather me ask questions and not ask questions? You know, I don't know anything. So I'm a brand newborn baby when it comes to this subject. So anything okay, would be educational. So first of all, uh, we all have kids and all of our kids have probably had a tantrum or a fit. Right. So what I want parents to know who have never dealt with this is that a, a, a fit or a tantrum is something that you can usually talk your kid down from. You can have at some point you can have a conversation or some form of like a timeout or something is going to uh, squash the fit or the tantrum. That is not what a meltdown is. Okay. So when my son has a meltdown, a meltdown can last hours. Mm. It can last hours and hours and hours. During a meltdown, there can be physical hitting. I can get hit. He can hit himself. Um, We do hug therapy, which is where I just hold him so that he can't kick and hit and punch and 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 you have to remember too that as as somebody who's been hit and kicked and punched by their child it's an awful awful feeling mm. when they do that in a rage moment like that but it's not them in that moment right. when they're having a meltdown it's not them my son actually gets what we call shark eyes his eyes kind of glaze over he doesn't look like he's looking at you he doesn't look like he's connecting he's not um he's not in control 
I just got goosebumps. He has no control. So at that moment in time, if a meltdown is happening and like, let's say it's happening in a grocery store because it's happened there. Right. And my response was, it's time to go. I've left a cart full of frozen foods full. I've, I literally went up to a cashier and said, I can't stay here now. And I've handed over the Mm. cart and I've walked bear hugging my kid out the door to get him into the car, to get him strapped in so that he can't hurt himself or hurt me. And I've had to go home and felt terrible because now they had to go put all of those groceries that I spent an hour trying to get into the cart out. If a mom saw that happening, and I'm sure people saw me that day, but nobody approached me and nobody said anything. Right. What I would have appreciated was somebody saying, hey, let me take this cart for you and I'll go talk to management and let them know what happened. You go do you. (gasps) I would have loved that because everybody did ignore me and it was fine because they ignored me and they acted like I wasn't there. I was obviously there and and there's sure I'm still there's sure security film (laughs) to prove it. Right. Um, But you know, that's happened and it is, it is not a fun place to be as a parent. It's happened at restaurants. It's happened at doctor's appointments. It's happened in public places. And our response is usually we just this, we're done now and we're leaving because I can't have that. I can't, I can't deal with that out in public, but it's not a fit and it's not a tantrum. So there's nothing you can do to defuse the situation. You have no choice. He has to, to he has to get through that meltdown. And the thing is, is you don't, necessarily know what's going to trigger it really no so you learn about triggers sometimes the lights are too bright sometimes there's too much noise fireworks he can't do fireworks he has noise canceling headphones that we'll put on him um, because it's almost like things are too bright for him things are too loud for him right uh, he gets overwhelmed overstimulated and he gets overstimulated so i would say if i was out in public i wouldn't mind a hand if that was happening for somebody to just be like it's cool i got you so you wouldn't be offended i would not be offended by that that's good to know i would not be offended by that because i think people don't know what to do in these situations if you don't know you don't know so I think averting your eyes and pretending like it's not happening is the common thing. But I mm-hmm. also, as a person who loves helping other people, would love to be helpful in a situation like that, should I see it. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that, first of all. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and I think talking about things that are offensive is good as well, because I have no clue what to say or what not to say. And as I'm looking over this list, I have probably said one of these things before not knowing Mm -hmm. that it is offensive. So we can switch the roles here. Yeah. I'll ask you if this would offend you. Okay. And why? Okay. Um, It's amazing how smart he is. Yeah. So the thing, and once again, I'm not an expert on autism. I'm only an expert on my son Mm -hmm. and I'm only, um, I just did an interview with fathering autism and he had a great quote. He said, I'm only an expert on my child up to, up to yesterday Mm -hmm. because I can, I know everything that happened up to that point. Today is a new challenge. Today's a new day, but I know, I know about Brian and I know about how we deal with him on the spectrum. So first of all, Brian is extremely intelligent, Mm. a very, very smart boy. Great with numbers. Uh, fantastic. He can rattle off times tables at, you know, damn near a sixth grade level and he is in second grade. Really? He is just, he's very smart. He's very bright. Um, so Brian, um, is 
when when he when we're talking about this spectrum, he has sensory issues. He has some processing issues. He um like he doesn't like to wear clothes. He doesn't like certain fabrics. He doesn't like things touching his body. He doesn't um want me to pet him. Oh. Um, he doesn't like to be touched in that manner. There are certain things that we have to work, you know, but I mean, and ter- you, you never know with a kid on the, on, on the spectrum, what actually, what the issue is. Okay. Right. So to say to them, I had no idea your kid was so smart. That's offensive. Right. That's if don't say that. Cause it you know? implies, it implies that all children with autism have some sort of a mental, um, impairment and they don't, right. you know, you don't, you, you don't know what you're going to get. You, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, when, when we started his diagnosis process, he was only 15 months old, but he was flagged because he wasn't walking and he wasn't talking. Mm. So we had to go through a lot of hoops until he was finally diagnosed because he's been diagnosed with several things, but autism was at four. Wow. So, so everything changes day to day. Right. Um, and so, no, don't say that. That's okay. offensive. Good to know. Cross <laughs> that one out. Oh, so what if, when someone finds out that your child has autism or special needs and they say, I am sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know the sentiment is there that they want to have like, you know how you have like that mom heart that yeah. breaks for other people, but I'm not sorry. See, I can, cause I felt it when you were telling your story about the grocery store and about not being, my heart like went out to you. Right. And so I think it's good to know this is offensive. It's it. And here's the thing. I think if somebody said it to me, I would just come back with, I'm not sorry. Like this is Brian and I wouldn't trade Brian for the way he is. So if somebody could come up to me today and say, he, your son is no longer autistic. Um, he is no longer on the spectrum. He no longer has mild CP. He no longer has these things. I'd say, no, I'll pass. What? Nope. Really? I'm going to keep Brian just the way Brian is. Because Brian was built <gasps> and put together exactly the way he was supposed to be for us and for himself. Why am I getting emotional about yeah, it's, it's but, but that's it, right? Like our kids are made exactly the way they're supposed to be made. We are all puzzle pieces. We just get put together differently. <laughs> I was not expecting this. But it's good, right? Like you wouldn't trade your kids. You wouldn't. Right. I mean, these are things that that are that happen for a reason, and we are put together. We're all put together as perfectly imperfect little puzzle pieces, right? We're all. Yeah. So no, like I'm not trading things. That's my bubby. That's my boy. That's my baby. Ugh. And I love him. So I think that people come from a good place there. Right. But you have to remember that saying that you know. You don't need to be sorry for me. Right. We're good. Just the way he is. Yeah. He's, he's perfectly imperfect. Oh man. Okay. We got to move on because I'll get lost (laughs) in this for a long time. Um, I don't understand this one. Stop spoiling her. I think sometimes people think that we baby kids who are on the spectrum or we dote over them too much or we give them too much attention. Really? And I think think I was guilty of that a bit in the beginning because I, I would, I was in a headspace where I would say things like, um, well, he can't do that. He's not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to push him. I'm not going to push him to do that. He can't do that. Mm. No, no, no. We're not going to make him do that. And as soon as I realized what I was doing, because my husband lovingly pointed it out to me, um, and he did, and he was right. And I'm saying it on record. He was right. Wow. Uh, no, he can do, he can do lots and lots and lots of things. I carried that child. Right. I kid you not for 
18 or 19 months on my hip. Wow. And when he finally started to walk, I wasn't ready for him to walk because I'd been carrying him for 19 months. Really? And then he just, he, he walked with a limp and then he wore a brace until he was about five. And I didn't know any of this. Yeah, but now he's like, he's slaying it. He plays soccer. He does all sorts of stuff. He does his, he did, he, he got through his therapies for that. And he has a, a misshapen foot. They call it moon foot, um, which is an issue that he has from the brain, the brain damage from his birth injury. But I mean, like he, it's not stopping him. Right. I was in the beginning stopping him. Right. Oh, he can't do that. No, right. no, he can't do that. He's no, he's not. He's not there. I feel like that's how I would be. In that so situation. I think once you get out of your own way with that. No, they can do they can do so many different things. So I think that's what is meant by that um, as coddling. You're coddling. That them. makes sense. Yeah. And sometimes we do. And you have to stop. Has anybody ever said this to you? He needs to learn to control his behavior. Yes. Are you kidding? Yes. And and then I'm going to add to that one. They've also said you medicate him, right? Oh. <gasps> I get that one because from who people, people at the park, people, you know, people you think that are your friends will tell you that all the time. Because here's the thing that once again, I can only speak from being Brian's mom. Brian is um, zero to 60 in negative seconds. If that's possible, the kid just goes. And when he goes, he's everywhere on everything. He's all over the place like a like a spider monkey crawling up wall. I mean, the kid is just everywhere. Right. right. And so reeling him in and getting him to calm down is a process. You have to actually like count the kid down. It's like, okay, five, we need, we need you to calm down now, but you go through this four and we count down backwards, to try and get him to calm down. Wow. And people are like, well, you know, you should really learn to control that. And it's like, do you, that was controlling it. Like, did you see what I just did? <laughs> oh there was gosh. counting and there were steps involved. Like that is, that's controlling it. Like we're doing everything we can. We go to therapy. We, we do all of these things, but you have to remember, you know, all kids are different anyway. And my kid is a diff like this is a different zip code on your map, right? Like right. he's he's doing his own thing. And um the whole medication thing, like obviously there are times when we do need to to have conversations with doctors about medicating our children for different things or whatever, but that's none of your business unless I bring it up to have that discussion with you. Wow. Right? Like don't ask don't ask somebody, are you medicating your kid because their behavior sucks? Like right. that's, that's not that's not okay. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Oh my Gosh. Yeah, so that is offensive. He looks normal to me. That's another tough one, especially with with autism, because uh, you you there. Are, when you look at when you look at these kids, they look. I mean, all, they look. It's just ignorance, I think. I think yeah, I think they just don't know. Um, but no, the reality is, um, what's different is his wiring, right? Um, so he is wired very differently. He is wired in a way that. Um, things, connections are different for him, how he sees things, the fact there's no filter, he's total, totally black and white. It's this or that, but it can't possibly be in the middle. Right. And so it's, it's just, he's wired different. And so I think you have to remember that discussing a child's appearance and connection to their varied needs is not something that you want to do. It doesn't necessarily offend me, but right. it's not something that you would maybe want to have a conversation with a, with a parent who has a, has kids with different needs that you'd want to have that conversation. Like it's not just don't worry about that. 
Like yeah. the way they look makes no difference. Don't worry about it. It's and fun. that's why we're talking about this today. Yeah. Because I'm sure most of these people don't have ill intentions. Except no. for the people that tell you you need to medicate your kid. I think the, <laughs> I think that sometimes people are just, like you said, they project their advice on you. Right. And they give this unsolicited advice. And it's like, do you really think that I'm not reading everything I right. need to read and like going to do all of the therapies and the, doing the things. And I think sometimes the issue becomes when they catch you on a bad day yeah, and they say it. And that's when it's like, you have to really keep your, keep it together right? because then it can go sideways. But I don't think people have ill intentions. Right. Right. So I don't. it's good that we're talking. What about a caller? Should we take a caller? Somebody yeah. who um, maybe has a different needs child who has some experience and can tell us what's something they don't want to hear or something they do want to hear. Yeah. And I've, I've written about this quite, quite extensively when I was, when Brian was being first diagnosed, I actually, we got the diagnosis and we, um, I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't talk to anybody except my husband about it. And the first thing that I did was actually write an open letter to my son called, uh, Dear son, you are perfectly imperfect. And I wrote this letter to him and it was everything that I needed to get off my chest. Mm. And I ended up publishing it. And then I took a lot of flack from my family because they were like, you didn't talk to us. You didn't tell us this. And I was like, I had to make my peace. Yes. I had to, I had to write. That was how I got through it. And now I'm ready to talk about it. I wasn't ready before. So you also have to let somebody who's recently got a, a diagnosis of a tag or a label or anything for their kid, give them time if you want to do something, invite them for a girl's night out, okay. have them over for coffee. But if they don't want to talk about the diagnosis, talk about anything else. Talk okay. about the new top 10 sex positions in Cosmo. I don't care <laughs> anything else because they, that, that person has to be ready to have the conversation. Right. All right. Who do we have here? We have Ka uh, Kaylin. Yes. Kaylin. Kaylin. Hello Hi, Kaylin. from Washington state with two chickens. Yes, so I'm going to fangirl really quick. <laughs> I can't, I, you guys, I, I can't even say how much I, you, I love you guys. And mm. when, I, when I am feeling low, I seek both of you out. Oh. And I kind of discovered you both at the same time. And I, I can't believe I made it into the call. And I just love you guys so much. So oh, I thank you so much. Really we truly appreciate the support. Thank you. We're not that cool, though. Just so you know. No, stop it. Well, I mean, You're that cool. You guys are I amazing. Am. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am sort of sick in what Meredith is talking about right now. This show is making me emotional. I know. I was My not expecting. My four-year-old just started Head Start, and two weeks in, um, you know, they're having someone come and observe him, and they're thinking he's on the spectrum, and um, I just kind of don't know what to do. Everything that you're talking about, I've been experiencing with my kiddo. Wow. <laughs> and his dad passed away two months ago. Oh, dear. So I'm just sort of... Doing it on my own a little bit. <laughs> I'm so, so I'm so sorry so, for your loss. Yeah, yeah um, thank you. But what I can what I can tell you is somebody who's been in the uh, counseling sessions and the therapy sessions and with the doctors right. and the psychologists, I can tell you that the only thing that you can do in this moment in time is take it one step at a time. And right. that child that you had prior to anybody telling you that he was going to be evaluated for autism is still the exact right. same child. Mm. Nothing has right. changed about that child. So the only right. thing that you have to worry about moving forward as you receive a diagnosis or you get a tag or right. a label is how right. you can improve and, and how you can make changes to make sure that his life is better each day and your right. life is better each day. So really a diagnosis is actually, all right, we're moving up. 
we're moving up right, now right. because now we've got some information and we have some ideas and we have a plan. So that's yeah, what you I have to of, do with that. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that way too. His teachers have rallied mm-hmm. and they don't want to send him off to primary school without a solid EIP. Correct. And, you know, they're really rallying and I have my parents, you know, so I do have support and everything. It's just sort of, I don't know how to navigate it exactly. And no, everything no. you've been saying has just been really touching me. I can tell you this, I feel it. sweet pea, you're doing a great job. And here's the other thing. There's no roadmap for this. You have to right. come to all of these things in your own time. And, and there are right. going to be days where you're going to cry on the bathroom floor, just from personal right. experience. And, yep. and it's okay. You can, you can hang on the bathroom floor for a little bit. Just don't pitch a tent. Don't stay right. there because there are things to do and you have to move forward. But but it's yeah. okay to have those those brief moments of, oh my gosh, this you know, this is it. But but please know that there are so many different services and so many different therapies and 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 you know he he, he has not changed. He's not right. changed one right. bit. Oh, yeah, that is no. the exact same kid. Mm-hmm. So now you just yeah. need to know, all right, what do we do? How do we tackle this? What is he going to need in school? What accommodations is he going to need? And right. what, what are the best therapies for him? And once you right. figure those out, I mean, you, my kid loves going to therapy. It sounds silly, right. but he loves it. Yeah. He loves his therapist. And, <laughs> and, and, and she is a wonderful woman. And we go and, and he gets to have his own time with her. And, and we get, you know, then we have our time together. And it's wonderful. And there's probably yeah. a lot of Facebook support groups for moms who are in similar situations that she mm-hmm. could gain some insight from by just being in there and reading the post, right? Absolutely. And yeah, what you have I to agree, understand yeah. too is there are so many moms out there that are going through this. And I think it's, I always forget because people will message me and they'll say, I had no idea you had a kid who was on the spectrum. And I think it's right. because we have so much going on and I'm, it's just part of, it's part of our journey. And so maybe mm-hmm. I need to mention it more, but it's really just, we go with it. We roll with it every day and, and right. it is what it is. And some days I talk about it more because it was a rough day or some days it's because, wow, like one time, um, my son isn't fully potty trained yet. And so he'll be, <laughs> he'll, he'll be eight, uh, Friday is his birthday. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he still wets the bed, um, very right. frequently, several times a week. And so one yeah. time he went, two weeks without wetting the bed. And so I was getting very, very excited inside, right? Like I was getting Mm -hmm. all super excited. And then, and then (laughs) I wanted to tell someone, but I knew the second I told somebody it would go away, right? Like that's how we think as moms. Well, so I go announce, like, I think I've got this whole thing whooped and the next night (laughs) he wets the bed. So you just don't know, right? Like, so I, I feel you. And I'm so yeah. glad that you called. Yeah. I am too. I can't even believe it. Like, this means a lot to me to just hear your encouragement. And, and Tiffany, I got to say, I'm stalking your Etsy side and I can't wait to get a painting. And, <laughs> um, so She's I'm fantastic. I'm sorry that was okay to plug that really quick. She's fantastic. I'm so you. glad everything sold and I knew it would. And Aww. so I'm kind of a, a stalker. <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a good stalker. I'm a good lurker of you, of right, you both. Right, so this is stalker. amazing. This Aww. is going to really lift me up. <laughs> Yay. Thank you so, so much. So this is going to make my week and I love you guys so much and everything you guys do. So oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you Goodbye. so much for calling. Thank you have you a great so week. Yep. You too. Love you guys. Love you. We love you. Blessings. Bye. <laughs> Bye. What a sweetheart. <gasps> Look, 
You were just like a source of strength for her. She's I in rem- the beginning. I remember. I remember it. I don't think that's something you forget. Oh my god. I don't think it is. I'm gonna but be I- honest, I had no idea. Like I knew about your son, but I don't think I've ever heard you actually talk about it. And I just feel <laughs> I didn't like you before and now I almost want to hug you. Oh, like <laughs> is that where we're at, huh? No, but I just feel so soft towards you. Like I, and I know this is the exact opposite of what you want. Ah. But I can't help it. Like I I think I also admire the fact that it's not at the forefront of every single conversation that you have. Um because it may it implies that there's more to him, there's more to you than this diagnosis. So it's just something you're living with, not ruling your life. I think sometimes parents get trapped in that spot. Right. And that can be very, very tough. And personally, I can't do that. So we, we roll, we roll because we were, every person on this planet was dealt a a set of cards. So now what you do and how you play your hand is up to you. And so I'm just going to play my hand the way I see fit. And we're going to do that with all of our kids, no matter the obstacle, because we got, we got things to do. I've got the things. Lucky sons of guns. (laughs) I've got things to do. We've all got things to do. So, yeah. So I, I, I think it's great that you brought this up because this was actually Tiffany's idea to have this conversation. And, you know, we should be talking, we should be talking about this stuff. And I'm glad you encouraged me to do so. Thank you. I feel like there's like this stigma where if you don't know something, there's something wrong with you for not knowing or you can't ever admit you don't know something because you'll look stupid. Right. Whereas I always like to ask questions if I don't know something because we're navigating the world and you don't know if you don't know. So no roadmap. I feel like I learned a lot today. And I think um, you showed a lot of people out there that they're not alone and that if they're struggling with this or a label or a tag or whatever you called it. Um, it's not ruling your life. No, no, there's no, there's no time for that. So we just move to the next thing. And I've learned so much too. I need to stop being so weird around people who have, and just trying to hug them all the time. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure lots of people love hugs. I really do. I'm emotionally stunted, but I'm, I know people love hugs and I don't, I don't think a hug can ever be wrong. Okay. So don't worry about that. Wow. But we should probably move to the next segment. I'm sorry. I want to talk about this for all year. (laughs) I don't know how long we've been on. (laughs) <laughs> oh lord you want a visual of this my husband's like why haven't you hugged tiffany yet? it would have been a great moment had it ah! been real but now ah! now it would should we make out oh i don't where are we going with this i now? don't know i just kidding that means high five that means Sophia. high five <laughs> as my daughter peers on <laughs> <laughs> oh for the love i did get a hug the other day from meredith and I'm, i haven't washed my shirt i'll hug I'm okay fine. so what is this so these were just some early signs of people were curious because you talked about not knowing uh, the signs or, uh, or indicators of autism. So these are just some things to look for if you were concerned about your child not meeting a milestone. Got it. So first and foremost, just understand that, yes, all kids come to things on their own. But if, you're, if, you're, if you are concerned about something, voice it with your pediatrician. If your pediatrician notices something and they flag your child, like my child was flagged, then you need to start really digging down and figuring out what it is. Like, um, does your toddler uh, make eye contact? 
Are they putting together, stringing together words? Um, if they're not making eye contact, if they act like you're not around, if they don't like to play with other children, if they're lining up all of their toys, um, if they're not following social cues, like let's say you stub your toe mm-hmm. and you're crying, most kids are going to come over and go say, oh, mommy has a boo-boo. You know, mm-hmm. mommy's... If they have no mind to that, if they don't care, that's a social cue. They're wow. not getting that social cue. So there's lots of different things, but forget all of that. Mother's intuition, your gut, if you think there's something um, not right with your child and they're not hitting those milestones, have that conversation with your doctor. Make sure that they give you the resources that you need and advocate, advocate, advocate. Because I'll be honest, my child was not walking or talking and I went in and they were trying to flag him and I was the opposite. I was like, no, no, he's going to get this on his own. It's fine. And they're like, no, no, your son's 15 months old and he's not walking. I said, he walks on his knees. Right. They're like, that's, that's not a crawling. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not a thing. And I'm like, no, no. He and, and and so in order to get him to move around the house, this is terrible. But I'm we're being honest. I'm going to tell this story. I would take a snack and I would have him follow me with these like treats. Yes. Come on, a fishing come on, pole on a string. On. How a terrible. And I, then he would actually, if he was too, if he was not interested in that, he would roll. From one side of the room to the other. Really? And get the treat and then roll back. <laughs> He'd be like, all right, cool. Got a treat. All right, I'll go back. It's, and and I, I was just thinking, wow, <laughs> this kid's so smart. Look at him go. He got the treat. He went back. My doctor looked at me, the face my doctor made when I showed him the knee walking and the rolling across the room. You're like, look at this, duck. <laughs> he looked at me like, oh, sweet baby Jesus up above. (laughs) He just looked at me and was just in utter shock. And I thought to myself, um, well, this is how we do it at home. And he's like, sweetheart, we need to run some tests. (laughs) And so then that's when it all started. And then from 15 months forward, we started getting, you know, you know, flagged for this flagged for that flag. And I just figured he's going to get it. He's going to figure it out. He's going to get it. And, uh, you know, and you know, it's fine. We're fine. We're all good. But you know, there were things I was not paying attention to is what I meant to say. Yeah. So if you have an inkling, talk to a doctor. Good advice. So, yeah. All right. Let's move on to love and marriage. Yeah. So love and marriage is brought to you by Tiffany and Meredith because we are both spectacular wives. Agreed. Agreed. So in today's segment of love and marriage, we're going to talk about things that you should never say to your spouse. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. This is mainly for the guys that Ah, probably aren't listening. Right. So you're going to have to make sure that your husband is, is downloading and listening to this podcast as well. Or an earshot. Yeah. An earshot. So would you do, do, would, or do any of these bother you? What things that your spouse says makes you want to scream? So let's, let's go ahead and why don't you take these Tiff? So when he says you're crazy, (gasps) you're crazy. You're being extreme. You're overreacting. Oh. I'm not kidding. Automatic karate chop to the knee. Knee? Are you sure? Wiener. Is it wiener? I thought maybe it was I a wiener I didn't know if shot. we could say it. You can say wiener. It's and cool. your daughter's staring at me. It's okay. <laughs> she, she knows not um, to say wiener. But I have anxiety. And so, like, I know I'm crazy. But I don't need you to tell me that. I think... Um, my brain's a little weird. And so it's not that I'm crazy. It's just that I have a, I have a mental thing that makes me 
jump to conclusions. Right. The watch checking. I'm sorry. I my Fitbit just told me that I needed to get up and take a few steps. <laughs> just do it. Right I know. <laughs> I've been sedentary too long. Yes, and I'm going to I'm going to add to that with relax. Look at how pissed everybody would be. Relax. I, I hate and I'm using the word hate and I never say hate. I hate when my husband says, "You just need to relax." Do you think if I knew how to relax, I'd relax? I do not know how to relax. It is not programmed into my brain. I right. cannot relax. Exactly. It's not a thing I can do. Unlike you, Bill, who's so relaxed all the time that the house could be on fire and you'd be like, it's fine. Chill. It's not a big deal. Yeah. We got this. How Get about- out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, Bill. That's what I'm saying. You turd. I hate that. It's your fault. Mm-hmm. If he said it's your fault. It's your The fault. blaming. I think that my man knows that at this point, nothing is my fault. So ah, he doesn't even ah, say ah, that. Ah, 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 ah. That's hilarious. Did you just do a Count Chocula laugh? Brought to you today by the letter A. <laughs> ah, 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 That's literally <laughs> what you did. <laughs> it just makes, it's just so, I don't know. Because that's the whole thing. These are our brains, right? Oh so here's the thing. Like, you get married. And you're, and for whatever reason, your spouse assumes like, all right, it's cool. Everything's going to be normal. Well, they're wrong, right? Because they married somebody whose brain is just completely right. Cra- like my brain is just so out there. I mean, the two of us together is just a train wreck. <laughs> your husband said he can't be around us for a long more than, than five minutes, minutes. <laughs> because we're two squirrels just trying to fight over this nut or whatever it is that we're doing. Right? I meant oh, I met oh. an actual nut. Okay. Um. Okay. Ah. 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 So- <laughs> So, so the point is, if I could relax, I would. I can't take Leave that. me alone. My All right, are... next. Ooh, this one makes me really mad. Mm. When you use the words, you're always or you never, because I take that as, a, uh, I can't explain it. No, no, you can. You explained it perfectly earlier or perfectly earlier. Uh, right. Because if I do like, let's say washing dishes. Yes. Okay. I've washed the dishes, let's say probably 15 times in my life. I put a lot of effort and a lot of time into it. Okay. If my husband comes up to me upset and says, you never wash the dishes. I'm like, excuse me. I have done it 15 times. And so it negates all the times that I did do it when he says never instead of uh, you're correct. I hear help my brain sort this out. No, I got that. So you're basically fighting and you're like, Hey, remember February 12th did the dishes. Yeah. Like you had it on lock. Right. Right. And then you feel like he doesn't appreciate me because I did them on February 12th. Oh, here's an example. Mm. My husband says, my husband says I can never admit when I'm wrong. Mm. And that ticks me off because I know for a fact I have admitted I was wrong twice. Like I remember Just the, the specific instances. Yeah. But he right. said I never do, which is not true. And obviously twice you've done it. At least. But <laughs> two for sure. Two for sure. But yeah, it's criticism has been identified by researchers as one of the four communication habits that predict divorce. Oh, <laughs> That's what it says. Oh, hi. I can feel that. Yeah. No, because it, because it is. It's so um, what is the word? What's the word for always and never? Like what? it's it's finite. Yeah. It's finite, meaning, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, yeah, I know. It's so finite. So that's why I think that's a bad word. I was trying to explain finite. I, I know, but you kept it. saying it really it's just loud. Finite. <laughs> it's finite. <laughs> 
all right. It's we got it. It's yeah. fine. Do you all know right. what I'm trying to say? I do. You I guys feel know. you. They know. Everybody knows. Right. Everybody knows. And I literally admitted to being wrong right here on the podcast. I think I admit to being wrong at least once a week on the podcast. I got it on video. I, I but because here's the thing, I'm wrong a lot. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I I'm, can't relate. Yeah. Well, I am. I'm wrong <laughs> a lot. But that doesn't mean I won't fight you. <laughs> to get to the point till I realize, oh, that was on me. My bad. Like, but I, but you know what I mean? So the word divorce said in anger or during a fight. Do you guys do that? I have oh. done it a couple of times. Really? And, and just been so in a spot where I was so mad and so angry that I just wanted to be hurtful. Right. I said it to be hurtful. I can relate. Not because I wanted to do that because I don't want to do that at all. Right. I love my husband. I love my husband. I love my husband. <laughs> I just wanted to be so hurtful to him that I knew that'll kick him in the balls. Right. That'll do did it. it. It did. And then he got really, really mad at me. And then I was like, I'm really sorry. And then two minutes later, ah, divorce. Right. Because you're in a fight. And right. that's what people do in a fight. And it's not okay. Um, I've not done it recently-ish. That's Within good. seven days, at least. I mean, I never use the D word, but I've said things like, okay, this is not going to work. This is not going to work That's for usually me. how I start saying it. And then when he's like, what's not going to work? And This. Then, us. Yeah. This. Us. But you won't say the D word. <laughs> right. I avoid the it. Us. <laughs> it's too finite. Yeah, it's too finite. <laughs> finite. It's finite. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Ooh, what about number seven? Yeah. Kate never complains to her husband. John helps out with carpool. Comparing we, to your friends. Comparative spouse, spousal comparativization. Okay. I feel, Say it again. I feel like that's not real. That's not a word. It's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, if my husband ever for one second compared me to another woman, it, I would have to kick him out indefinitely without not, using not, the word not using the d word <laughs> but this is over but i compare him all the time to your husband even <gasps> yeah not like that don't where are we going he i'll be like hey did you know that meredith's husband helps her with her work stuff okay put down the video game controller and get over here and send some emails damn it send some emails we have things <laughs> we have things yeah but like but you know but that's it, it it's all I'm a hypocrite. I just realized in this relationship, everything that pisses me off that he could do, I do it daily. I think that's just most of us. Really? Forever. Yeah. In perpetuity. There's another why, one. Why so many words? I don't know. Perpetuity means forever and ever and always. I thought that was purgatory. Purgatory is where you go when you're waiting to go to hell or oh. heaven. Okay. Just when kidding. it's a toss up, you right. just go wait just in purgatory. Until they make their decision. Uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's not good. Don't compare. Don't compare spouses. Because because uh, here's here's one thing that I've learned uh, as being somebody who has recently been married for 15 years, like we just had our anniversary last week. I can tell you, you do not know what's going on in other people's houses behind closed doors. Yes, Because I can tell you straight up. Look, we don't we don't hide it. We fight. There are times when we scream at each other. Things may or may have not been broken in my Does home. Does Dave scream? Dave will scream. I he, can't picture it. He does it. not look like a yeller. Mm -mm. When I get super angry, I am silent. Ooh. Oh yeah, it's the like this is not what you want look. Right. When he gets mad, he'll get he'll get he won't scream because his voice actually can't do that, but he just gets I loud. I can't picture it. He's always talking so chill all the time. Right, right. Well, but so here's the thing. 
we talk about that. We communicate through that. We lay our stuff out on the table. I, in 15 years of marriage, we have watched several couples that we know end in the D word. Really? And you have to think like looking back, you thought, I thought that they were golden and everything was great. And it's like, you don't know what's going on in somebody else's marriage. You have no idea. Right. So comparing. You don't, don't compare because you have no idea what they're doing. And on top of that, like, this is just what we're comfortable with. We're comfortable with sharing this. This doesn't mean that anybody else has to share their stuff, right. but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Amen. And he's the yeller. I can't. He's the yeller. My husband's the opposite. I, I try to get him upset with me on purpose, and he doesn't. I'm like, I made out with your friend. Uh, you don't say that. <laughs> I know, no. but that's what it would take. Yeah. To get, and I, I'm the kind of person where sometimes I just want to fight for no reason. I start. I do. I don't know why. Generally around lady time. Oh. Well, I then you're okay. out, and I'm like, hey, idiot face, you're dumb. And he's like, good morning. What happened? You just woke up. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm, so you want a fisty cuff? That's what you <laughs> like. Hey, 8 a.m. <laughs> I just walk out and throat punch him for no reason. <laughs> Where's it's, my coffee? It's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we all do that sometimes, too. But that's what I'm saying is like these things are normal. And that's what marriage is. And that's life. Um, we should take a caller, though. What is the one thing that gets under your skin to the point where you're like, that's the reckoning it. is coming. Yes, the purge. What about your favorite, number eight? Oh, this one is hilarious. Uh, this is why my mother doesn't like you or any other form of aligning loyalties with someone else. That's serious. Listen. Like, holy smokes. You know what I hate when he says, you're just like your mother. Has he said that? Oh, yeah. See, you're just like your mother. I, is that, I don't know. I'd be like, thanks. No, not in a delightful way. He doesn't mean it in a, in a oh, your mom's such a delight. He's like, you're just uh, like your mother. Oh gosh. Does your mom listen to this? No. I, I don't think my say, mom knows all what a, kinds of friends. I don't think my mom knows what a podcast is, but <laughs> it's fine. And I'd say this in front of her. Really? Yep. That's so funny. No, she's good. I mean, my mom, here's the thing too. Like, we, we're just loud people and we um, we just throw the truths out there in my family. So what is something that your husband could say that would make you happy? Do you know what? Here, whenever I try to fight with my husband, he always makes me laugh. And I've never had that with anybody where I've been able to snap out of anger. We're the same way. We'll be in the middle. We were in the middle of a fight the other day and he kept looking at me because I was sitting in the back of the car and he was driving and, and he's looking in the rearview mirror like this. <laughs> in the middle of his fight and i'm like don't look at me like that i'm mad at you yeah and, like, and i'm like oh my gosh stop it stop it and That's so then so i couldn't be mad anymore right so i think i called him a dick and then we moved on isn't that so crazy like, i've never had that before it, well then you're solid you're solid yes yeah, so we have misty from utah with three kiddos on the phone hi misty hi how are you ladies hey <laughs> awesome <laughs> We're awesome. How are you? <laughs> You're talking about me. What do you mean? What? Oh, I thought you I couldn't hear you. Sorry. So I was calling about, it kind of ties into married life, divorce, and also autistic kids. Oh, like you're saying trifecta today. Yeah. Oh, oh God, we're talking it. about her life. Got it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I got nervous. I was like, I know, we haven't I was said like, anything Misty, about I her. Don't, What'd I don't, she hear? I don't know that we said anything, <laughs> but go. But maybe we did. So I'm so I, sorry. 
I have an autistic daughter who has Asperger's and a sensory disorder as well. She'll be 20 in two weeks, and it has been a ride, a roller coaster of emotions. And I would say that it probably led to or didn't help the fact that me and my husband ended up getting a divorce. Mm. Um, we were divorced for about six years, and we managed to keep it together for our kids. There was no fighting, no we, we we juggled it very well considering the situation because her in itself was tremendously difficult and tremendously trying on every last nerve that we had possible. But we did end up getting back together about five years ago. Really? And what? Yeah. So we been we were high school sweethearts. I met him when I was fifteen. So we've been through the whole array of emotions and possible scenarios you could probably be in with your spouse or first love, uh, father of your kids, you know. Mm. Wow. But one one thing that I did want to say is um, with having an autistic child, there is a higher divorce rate, which is something I never thought we would fall in by any means. Right. But um, it was fun. It was interesting because when I was pregnant with my third little girl uh, I had a couple of one person made a remark to me saying I can't believe you're having another child with what you're dealing with <gasps> with your second child oh uh-uh. and it, I, that I mean actually kind of made my heart stop and I it, it brought tears to my eyes because I'm like first of all we were in the process of learning about what she had while I was pregnant and so, I mean, and even if I did choose to have another child with, I have a difficult child, that's my business, you know? Okay. Right. Yeah. No, that's. So that was, uh, yeah. So that was difficult. But me and my husband being back together, you know, almost five years, um, it's interesting how different we communicate and how different we are with each other and how when we can sneak away and be like just me and him, how much fun we can have together. But even though my kids are older, it is so stressful. Teenagers are, teenagers are difficult, like difficult. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're, we're not there just yet. I have, my oldest is going to be 13. Um, I always say it doesn't get easier. It gets different every stage, every phase There's something else that you learn about or deal with. But I, I really think that your story is rather inspiring because. Oh, I would. Oh yeah. I wish I had so much time. I have so many things I could offer. (laughs) support for people who are going through whether it's um hard times with um kids with you know different needs and um especially when it comes to um, sensory disorders or autism i know kids are all different but it is nice when you have somebody who can sort of relate to what you're going through yeah yeah absolutely so is there anything your husband says now or ex or what did you remarry or are you just together not not yet but so yeah sometimes i'll joke i'll be like oh i hate when my ex-husband calls me and wants me to do something for him <laughs> or, we'll say, or, we'll, or I'll call him my boyfriend but at, we're, now that we're back together this long I, I just call him my husband we will remarry but interesting you know we've, we've been together almost 27 years and you know even though we have a six-year break I still consider us having a relationship for 27 years because well you we did yeah with our kids you know so yeah you did but yeah it's quite, quite the story for sure well, thank you so much you for sharing are- it with us. I really appreciate you um, calling in. I'm so glad you got through. Me too. And I just love you both so much and you inspire me daily. And I just like seriously get teared up when I 
think of how much you guys have helped me through so many times. And I wish I could have had you guys in my life when I was a new mom, but it's, it's so good to new moms out there now. Well, thank you thank so you. very much for the support. We truly appreciate it. We truly Love you, do. Ladies. Love you. Bye. Have, have a, great a great day. day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. That's an interesting story. Yeah. And I've heard, I've heard of that though. People getting divorced and then getting remarried. Yeah. 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 I just think that, I think what she said hits the nail on the head when you're dealing with, um, uh, anytime I think that there, some issue comes up with the kids. Oh have, yeah. It, it adds it, stress. It adds the stress. And then you do have a higher rate of divorce. And it makes I, sense. I knew that about, um, parents of kids with, um, with autism, but you obviously, nobody ever believes their themselves to be a statistic, right? Nobody ever does. So I, I feel, I feel her on that. How like kids in general could contribute <laughs> to a divorce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you have to, cause you're, cause uh, think about how many times you've not been on the same page with your spouse about your kids or like haven't gotten a chance to see them in right. days because the- you're just momming it up all yep. over the house and yep. you pass out at the end of the night. Right. Yeah, last night, last night he um he walks in and I was all snuggled up underneath my weighted blanket and he's like, "So the promise you made earlier?" And I was like, "I made that promise with more energy." And he just looked <laughs> at me and he's like, "I'm going to remember that." And I'm like, "Wait, what are we doing now? Now when now when I have the energy, you're going to decline me?" And he goes, "Perhaps." And That's I was so like, funny. Oh, all right. Good night. <laughs> I would have just, I would have given him a starfish offer. Ah, a you know starfish? what I mean? You just, you don't do anything. You just, you just lay there oh, and let Lord. him have his way. Oh Lord. It's a win-win. It was not a win. I was under the weighted blanket. I was cozy. <laughs> I hear you. I was cozy. All right. All right. So it's love and marriage nugget of wisdom. I don't have any. Was that your love? (laughs) That was it. That's how Ah, I'm ah, ending ah. it. I think starfish is how we're ending this for for everybody. That's my favorite position. (laughs) (sighs) Got the visual. Join us next week when Tiffany and I welcome Christina Kuzmik to the show for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish show hosted by two struggling moms. Who... Ah. One, two, three. Who have, have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. <laughs> I forget it every time. It says both for crying. I know, but I just assume we're alternating. I'm sorry. Bye-bye-bye. Ah, That's so funny. Goodbye. Are we off? Are We're still live. You're just abandoning us. Goodbye. I love you. I love you more than Meredith because I'm still here. <laughs> just kidding. 